0: To Catholic stuff, you should know, the J Ten Initiative. You're breaking our nope. rule. Nope. What rule? 15 seconds, singing on podcasts, and getting sued for it.
1: I'm not breaking any rule. I'm just trying to wake up, America. Oh, okay. Welcome kind of to Catholic you want, stuff.
0: You want some coffee or something?
1: Maybe. I I just want to go to bed. Well, you can sleep right there.
0: Welcome to my couch.
1: Oh yeah, couch surfing.
0: All right, glory to Jesus Christ,
1: glory forever. Father Nathan's already <laughs> fading. We know what quinoa, that means. The quinoa <laughs> ran out. The, there was like a little sugar burst. The from energy
0: there. from the quinoa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I'm isn't, good. Isn't the point of quinoa that it doesn't have much sugar in it?
1: It's supposed to be like I just one of the think healthiest. I hadn't eaten lunch, oh. so honestly, that that food was like. Oh. I feel great. Wow.
0: I had two small slices of pizza for lunch. That's it. So it felt great for me too. I was hungry.
1: I shared a bagel with the trash can. <laughs> for lunch? Yeah. I had three chocolate cheesecakes. Fat. You're fat.
0: What's that <laughs> from?
1: <laughs> it's one of my favorite videos. Uh, it's the, um, what is it called? Like boys will be girls or something like that, and it's like like, uh, guys pretending that they're women. Oh, you've watched so many videos now. You're like totally cold turkey, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, just kind of. But I'm just remembering everything from before. What is the name of that? They're like a special comedy group. They're amazing.
0: I have two buddies from college. I don't think they listen, but shout out to Connor Gallagher and Ryan Monk. Uh-huh. Two bunny buddies from college. Anyway, they they work to get they don't work together, but they are best friends in high school. I hung out with them in college along with um with you know one or two other people, uh Pat Crawford especially. And uh anyway, so they would they would just they were hilarious together. That's why I liked hanging out with them. But now they're nor they're my age and Connor owns a publishing company and Ryan's a lawyer. So like Ryan's office is in Connor's publishing company building. This wow. is in Charlotte. Uh-huh. And and so they still like at 40 years old or however, 39 years old, they still like Ryan will walk into Connor's office and like move all of his office of furniture around. <laughs> so he comes into his office and like that thing's in place and they'll just spend probably 20 minutes a day, just kind of the doors locked and they just kind of are showing each other funny videos. <laughs> <laughs> just like his college again I'm like I wish I worked With my best friend Yeah that'd be you great Just show each other Funny videos and, la- when, and laugh maybe, for 20 Maybe minutes. when you move Out yeah, to Schloss
1: When I'm out there It's we'll called be... Harvard Sailing Team It's boys will be girls uh, But oh, okay. Harvard Sailing Team Anyways Harvard Sailing Team I'll check it it's out It's from a while ago Cool
0: Yeah I you, you used to like WIMP But I I don't like it anymore You don't? Oh. Uh-uh. It was one of those things That just was kind of Served his purpose for a time?
1: Well, I mean, I, I had a WIMP session the other day. Okay. But honestly, it was just like, I don't know, they changed the format and yeah, I don't know. See, I had a friend
0: and when I worked in the service industry back in the day, like second year of college, that, that he never said anything funny that he didn't get from somebody else. Yeah, and it was like you're definitely not like that. But I mean, like some of the things you say are obviously just things that you think are funny from somewhere else. True, you are definitely very original in your in your sense of humor too. That, uh, but I think most a lot of people now we probably have listeners that just everything funny they say is from Catholic stuff you should know. Not everything funny, Goble.
1: but some of the things <laughs> that they they, say. they
0: they quote you on the podcast just like you quote you know Key and Peele videos or something like that.
1: That's I hope. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that would be that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Um, I went to the American Beer Fest, the Great American Beer Fest. You got tickets. What what do you think about that? That's hard to get. I've never been. Oh, Mike Drum is how I got tickets. Oh, okay. Mike Drum, beer attorney. Ah. This guy is brilliant. Okay. When the beer industry took off. I don't know how he came up with this idea, but everybody'
0: this is like '90s takeoff or like two thousand early two
1: thousands takeoff. There was a couple of them
0: for breweries, for microbreweries. When everybody was opening a microbrewery, there was like an early '90s, and there was like a second one in the early two thousands. I
1: think it's, I think it's the two thousands. Yeah, okay. So he's not that old. Okay. Um, so uh, he came up with the idea that they're going to need legal representation. For all of these small craft breweries, oh, okay, and there's a lot of legal stuff involved sure. in like processing alcohol and selling alcohol and trademarks and all that stuff. Okay, so um, he he became the beer attorney, and he wow. represents all these random. Makes you a know, good living off of this. He does. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. how much of, how much of a good living he. He's a Saint Joan of Arc parishioner, so yeah. I'm very lucky to have him in my boundaries. Nice. Um, but he was like, "You should come," and I was like, "That sounds awesome," but you know, like kind of a busy weekend, whatever. He's like, "You should still come." So I decided to go in the afternoon. Okay. During the um, it's the like the closed session, so you can only get in if you have a ticket that was uh. purchased by somebody who has a booth oh. inside. A um, hundred free beer shots later dude, it's <laughs> dangerous, <laughs> I bet like we were given our own glass, you know we like, mm. you you get a glass okay not a you know, not a plastic one right this oh, trash a glass glass it's a glass glass okay, and you get to rinse it out it's very classy, All right. okay, but I never thought it was possible to do a power hour, okay. I just thought that was crazy. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. My friends used to do power hours right. in um in college. Okay. And I was like, who the heck wants to do a power hour of like Natty Light right. or um you know, Schlitz gay or whatever. Yeah. Um and <laughs> Not <a> real beer. <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. (laughs) No. I was just seeing if you were paying attention. (laughs) I'm not the tired one. (laughs) So, anyways, but I I literally did... I mean, I probably did a a half hour. I probably did a half hour. Okay. And it was in the span of maybe 45 minutes. That'd be beyond moderation for me. Dude, I was like... And then eventually, Mike had to say, you know, you don't have to drink it. <laughs> oh, because some of the beer was really bad. I was right like, now. this is not good. Yeah, It's like wine tasting. You spit it out? Yeah. Oh, okay. You just, you just pour it out. Wow. And I was like, wow. I mean, I don't think I, don't think I drank all 30. Sure. But like if we visited 30 different booths, okay. and you could easily do a power hour. So my oh, guess is people just get hammered yeah. at that thing. So Hey, super cool. when I move up to Arvada, is there is there any possibility of taking
0: light rail back into the city to my parish?
1: That's a good question. Okay, um, someday the light rail is actually going to be functional from Arvada. Sweet. As of right now, it's not. Okay. Uh, they've been testing it for the last two years. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it, but they they keep saying soon. I have this very romanticized view of the light
0: rail. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna commute into work, into the parish every day because there's a light rail station right next to my church. So, right. I'm gonna take the light rail off from Nevada. I can read, I can talk, I can evangelize and stuff like that. So anyway, mm-hmm. totally off topic, but it, you, could I was thinking it. of like public transportation. If you've had, to. it
1: visit. would be great. And honestly, like if the thing actually gets to the point where it's working, yeah, I think I would love it. Yeah. The problem is from there. You're going to have to go down uh, to downtown yeah. to Union Station yeah. and then transfer. Yeah,
0: um,
1: I don't think there'll be one that goes continuously, yeah. which if, is fine because, like, uh, purportedly, it's not that long. Right. Like, even the end of the line, which is right next to my parish, right, um, is uh, like it's not. It won't take that long to get to downtown. Yeah. I was going to say because, especially if during rush hour, it's probably quicker than traffic almost anywhere. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've thought about taking it down uh, to the, whenever I go to the seminary. Right. But the problem is then you have to have a bike or a scooter right. or something like that. But you could easily do it. Now they have this little rent-a-scooter thing you can... Yeah, what's the deal with that?
0: There, you, you, just, you, use your, you use your phone, as far as I know, to activate it. And then it's a little motorized scooter. You take wherever you want. Now... I did, and the, the, you, you you pick them up somewhere. Like you can find them on your phone where they are with GPS. Uh-huh. You can drop it off anywhere. Like you can leave it right in front of your house, just on the sidewalk,
1: uh-huh. and then somebody, somebody will come it. and
0: charge it and take it either from there or they'll come pick it up and move it somewhere else. The company will. But wow. but I thought of you because but. I I walked into a restaurant. Yeah. Shout out to Bright Martin Restaurant, a new place I go to here in town, and the owner was having a a fundraiser for a guy. That shattered his clavicle uh, falling off one of these yeah you know what that's like literally and he uh, he shattered his clavicle and so he he had no health insurance because he's service industry and so like they just they were pretty much like hey you drink this beer proceeds go to him you eat these appetizers proceeds go to him it was a great idea and they, they just wanted to help out a friend you know but I went and tried to support the guy as best I could but I was like yeah I mean he he said those the wheels on those little motorized scooters he says like anything over an inch high will just like a pine cone, so you have to sign a waiver. The same, oh, I'm you won't sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow, yeah. a shavicle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a, shattered <clavicle. laughs> a shattered clavicle. He's got a shavicle. He's got, a shavicle.
0: <laughs> He's got a shavicle. Hopefully being fixed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So be careful on those things. I still want to do one, but actually, then they have the, they have the little rent of bikes too, I and mean, you could they have motorized bikes and everything else you could do. So like,
1: we're getting yeah. to the point. You could you could take a razor scooter from that far away. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah, or a bike, be it'll be fine. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it when it happens.
0: Cool. All right, um, here we go. So uh,
1: I made, just so you know, I made Father Michael do this podcast. He was ready to call it. Yeah. He was ready to say, "Oh, we'll we'll record later." And then I was like, "No, yeah. we're not going to record later." So I you have, have lots of topics in mind, but
0: they they all they all demand greater research and effort. So tonight, I just. I didn't, we, we decided to record at what, like two o'clock today in the afternoon. I was booked until we recorded. So I didn't have time to prepare a podcast. So we did Goebbels and then I was trying to think of something to do. And I was like, well, what, what do, what did we, what topic needs zero preparation and that you and I can talk about and that's actually going to be something people want to hear. So I prayed about it, thought about it and thought, okay, what about being bored or not paying attention in church? Mm. And I figure this is one that doesn't take a lot of research, and you and I can just right. talk about what we do from the altar and what people can do to try to not get bored, distracted, etc. In church. So okay. as soon as I came up with that topic, I did remember a book. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with with real research here that I just did. Nice. This is a book called Help I'm Bored in Church.
1: Oh my gosh! How did you think of that title? Whenever you <laughs> thought of this podcast, <laughs>
0: exactly. And then the subtitle is. Entering fully into worship in the divine liturgy. So it's a it's oh, nice. by um, uh, Ancient Faith Press, an Orthodox publishing company. Ancient Faith Publishing, excuse me, uh, by Father David R. Smith. Um, so the first thing I want I just want to read out of this is he he defines boredom. If you had to define boredom, Father Nathan,
1: how would you define boredom? A lack of energy for present situation.
0: A lack of energy for present situation. This is his this is his definition. The feeling you get.
1: Feeling you get the feeling you get, you get when your, your time, time is dissolving is into nothing, nothing.
0: <laughs> and you can't stop it from happening. The feeling you get when your time is dissolving into nothing and you can't stop it from happening. That's oh. his definition. So, Wow, that's pretty good. This, this is the next. This is the first paragraph. One part of my definition is very important for our discussion that boredom is a feeling, it is emotional. Boredom is not the thousand dollars dissolving away. Boredom is the anger and the helplessness and frustration and sadness you feel when it is dissolving. It is a horrible feeling, but it is a feeling. Boredom does not describe being trapped. It describes the feeling you get when you think you're trapped. Boredom is not wasting time. It is the feeling you get when you decide that your time is being wasted. Mm, so, yeah. in other words, right, right away, we, in other words, what he's saying is that, is that we do not have to be the victims of boredom. Boredom okay. is not a real thing that we are victims of. It is, it is the, our reaction to a situation and that we react with certain emotional feelings and one of those emotional feelings is boredom. So therefore, we can actually fight it. Um, hmm. Here's another passage a little bit later on. You feel bored when you feel like you're not being challenged. That happens when the task before you is too simple. If I'm sitting in a class and the teacher is droning on and on about something I don't understand, I'm bored because I've given up on the lesson. In this case, I've dismissed myself from the challenge of understanding what, take, what he's talking about, and I give myself a new challenge, trying to stay awake until it's over. So there, in other words, like we need to be challenged, and, and when we're not being challenged, we're not being stimulated in that way, we get bored. And so if boredom is a feeling and not being challenged or not being stimulated, we don't need to be the victims, we just need to embrace the situation. So when it comes to the mass of the divine liturgy, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I've heard this before, is people will say, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, people will say that, like, why, if you're going to a Broncos or a Rockies or a Nuggets or an Avalanche game, do you want to sit in the front and then why do Catholics, especially, when they go to a mass or a liturgy, mm-hmm. sit in the back? And I don't like that explanation. I get it. I right. get what they're saying. Right. because those a sporting event or a movie is entertainment. The mass of the divine liturgy is not entertainment. Sure. And if you're saying that it, it, it's the same thing like sitting in the front row, it doesn't matter what row you're sitting in. For mass or divine liturgy, because you're you're getting the same thing. You, you you get better entertained being closer to a sports because you're you're closer to the action and it's more obvious. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting further back, it's it's less so. When when in in divine liturgy or mass, it doesn't matter where you are really. I mean, unless you're you want to see the priest's mouth moving or whatever for the homily, it really doesn't matter where you are. You're getting the same effect, and but you're not there to be entertained. I think that's the problem is people think that the liturgy is supposed to be entertaining in the same way that sports and movies are. It's yeah. supposed to be engaging, but not entertaining.
1: But your senses need to be engaged, and if one of your senses is uh, muted or uh, not as fully present, like, say, you're sitting behind a pillar, right? then yeah. there's yeah, yeah. going to be a, dep- a deprivation, yeah. and that's not going to help. Yeah, you, so I
0: you got to see and hear what's going on. Obviously, the, right. the liturgy and mass are full of rituals that are important to the sacrament. Like you know, if you're if you're seeing a baptism, it's important to actually see it. You know, you got to see the water, you got to see the oil, you got to see the candle, the robe, all those things. Um, so, but so, what would you say again that that like I, I I've had people say in confession. I got my mind wandered in, in mass, sure. you know, and they, sometimes they'll say they're so like sad about this. Like, is this horrible thing. I'll just say, dude, my mind wanders and I'm up on the altar. Like I'm reading out right. of the book. Like this, this is part of a human condition. Everybody's mind wanders. Everybody gets bored in church. So, so I'm assuming you have, I know I have, what do you do to keep from having your mind water or, 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 or separating yourself from the intentional reality of what's going on in mass or the liturgy.
1: Well, one thing I would say is where do you normally get bored? Where do you start to feel that kind of feeling of, uh, in the course of the liturgy monotony or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it happens to me like sometimes during the readings. Okay. Like I'm like, I've heard this. Right. It, you know i i've seen this before uh we just had this reading 3 weeks ago whatever or when somebody else is preaching not me okay. i find me very interesting <laughs> I uh believe but it. other people i mean like cuz i know i'm trying to make a point and my mind is more engaged yeah yeah whenever i'm listening to others i have to follow along the third place is during the um, during the eucharistic prayer hmm. when it's like i've se- like this is my third mass I've said this right. prayer multiple times, you know. Right. So I'm just trying to say, like, here are normal places where I tend to get, you know, that yeah. that feeling. And, you know, I have to make a concerted effort to just say, this reading is proclaimed to me. Right. Right now in this situation that I'm in. And I, there's something I can glean from it. Right. Um, and I'm always able to be edified by some... Um, some aspect of it, I mean rarely am I not, I should say um, and uh and then especially in the you know when somebody else is preaching it's hard you know it's hard, especially if if my mind wanders and now i don't know what their first point was, and now they're talking about their second point, and I just kind of give up, yeah. you know, um so I don't really have a good good way of 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 dealing with that, there are very few preachers that I find so engaging that I don't tune out at some point. Right? Like, Shapu was one of them. Hmm. Like, I could listen to Shapu about, like, anything. And he preached long, too. So he that's did, but yeah. um, I felt like his points were always well thought out. Uh, they related to the scriptures. Yeah. Um, it, it was just... It, I, I just felt comfortable, you know? Yeah,
0: I did, too and we're talking about like past tense we just mean when he was here in denver right exactly <laughs> we listen, he's still doing that of he's course still, yeah he's still. no i agree i was always they were long but I, they were always completely engaging and that's that was actually one funny thing is i had a parishioner that would literally fall asleep the moment i started preaching every single homily like i'd look out and i'd say glory to jesus christ look over at him he's out cold every single liturgy and then he went to a young adult mass at the cathedral and Shapu was preaching and he fell asleep as soon as Shapu right. started preaching. I was like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> Maybe certainly made me feel better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think
0: there's, there's also the case where if we are used to constant entertainment and stimulation, True. which we are, we, we go through our day looking at our phones, listening to radio in the car, right. we're used to a certain kind of stimulation and, and entertainment, that as soon as we walk into the church and we can't have headphones in our ears and we can't be watching videos on our phone, I think the boredom can start the moment we walk in. Sure, it's just it, it's it's different. We're 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 out of habit. We've built we've built up the vice of, of of being victims of silence, and that's just not good. Like I mean, yeah. if we got in the greater habit of silence of of shutting those things off, even if it's like you know try it for five minutes a day at first, just so that your body is somehow able to function and do something when we're not being constantly stimulated. But I think if you walk into church, I mean, I see it with the young people in my parish. I mean, I have, like, a mom will walk in with her kids, and the kids will have the phone on until she gives them the death glare to have them turn it off, and then they're just looking completely bored until they can turn it back on again. You know, But it's, it's just a different kind of... I think the liturgy and the mass demand a certain intentionality i have to actually contribute something right. i have to somehow do some sort of formal worship but the reward is not only stimulation and entertainment but it's actually union with god mm-hmm. if i if, if i'm intentional about
1: it well and i think that's good because you know faith isn't just something that you just passively sort of right. enter into I mean, even if you're not completely present at the mass, it still was the mass, and yep. you were able to get something out of it. Yep. But um, I think it does make a difference when you actually are engaged and and actively engaged. And that doesn't mean like you're serving as a lector or an usher or you know you lit the candles for mass or something like. Right. It means you are present to the moment of what's going on yeah. in front of you. Um, which is why I was saying the third one is in the Eucharistic prayer, and it's important in those prayers to actually because sometimes people are like, we say the same prayer every week, yeah, and it's like, okay, well then, what does it mean to say Your Majesty? Hmm. Like, what does it mean to say, um, you know, Glory forever or whatever? Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to find something that just captures you and really. Uh, focus in on that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to listen to the whole prayer. Right. Like, you can just focus on that one point and then yeah. move on.
0: Yeah, especially when it comes to the Word of God in the Bible or the the texts of the Mass of the Liturgy that come from the Church. I mean, th- that, that is the wisdom and the power of God in those words. Like, when you read your Bible, it is living and active. Like, you, you read those words, and you can read them a million times, and the Spirit is there. The living Spirit, God Himself, is going to make those active. As I've said before, like in Scripture class in seminary, our professor would say, you're going to study these Scriptures academically now. You're going to go back to your rooms when you're doing your homework tonight, and you're going to study them prayerfully, but they're still not going to be as they're not going to have their proper place in the life of the church until, until they're, they're done liturgically. Yeah, beautiful. Because the, the, the spirit is present in them when they're being proclaimed to a gathered community in a very different way than it is when you're some academic elemony or even in your room, yeah. where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says. So, so something that you know, Protestants could learn is, is reading your Bible at home, you're, it's going to be a different spirit moment when you're doing it in a small group where two or three are gathered, and then a very different moment when you're doing it liturgically, when the entire church is following a lectionary, and that lectionary is pro- being proclaimed to every Catholic and Orthodox throughout the world. Right. You know, um, so, so like I think if, we, if we're listening to the word of God in church in the same way that we're reading it when we're alone, we're kind of missing the point. There's a different power to it, a different strength to it, a different effect to it when it's being preached to a community by an ordained minister. Yeah. Or even, you know, somebody appointed to do that.
1: The other reason why I think people get bored is because they're thinking to themselves, I could be doing so much funner right. things. Yep. Yep. Right now. And I don't know, I mean what what are the moments that you want to remember like as a parent or as a spouse or as a child like I mean, is it just the extraordinary moments like right. the the you know we went to Disneyland, we went to um you know Wisconsin for our family vacation, et cetera, or is it like I was grateful to be with my family, yeah um and we weren't doing anything we weren't even really doing anything amazing, like some of those memories, I don't know, like they're as they're as beautiful yeah and as as memorable, yeah. And they're not boring at all, even though maybe at the time it was like, what were we really doing? Yeah, It's like, that was, that was great. Yeah,
0: My mind wandered today during the mind liturgy. We had it at noon. Mm-hmm. And it wandered to like, what am I doing the rest of the day? Which I think happens quite a bit. And it, I thought, okay, lunch with my sister and my aunt, which is what I was looking forward to. And then I went, I went actually to fraternal group. And I started planning, what am I going to say in fraternal group? And then I was like, what am I doing? You know? But another another thing about our mind wandering too is I think that like I find that I feel I have the feeling of being extremely lonely seventy five percent of the time at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer. It's like what you're saying about boredom, but to me it's 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 a mind wandering to to like a desire for uh, you know community and for you know engagement with somebody else. At that moment and and what I see there is i 'm like i'm about to have communion with Jesus christ like I'm about to have communion with Jesus Christ and every other member of the body of Christ, including sure. my friends, family, deceased, yeah. living and I think there's this it's almost like the the you know uh, if, if you're on the, at the ocean and kind of the sea recedes before it, you know a massive wave comes in, you can almost tell how big the wave's going to be by how much the sea recedes. It's like in that moment, I'm about to experience communion with the Creator huh. and the Divine One. And so in that moment, there's almost this, this fasting. There's this anticipation. And that fasting can be seen as good. It can, it can be seen as, I, I, I'm understanding what I lack in preparation for what I'm about to receive. But I also think the devil knows that we're about to receive Eucharist. And so he's yeah. attacking us through, through, with a negative loneliness When we could be feeling a positive loneliness, and so the devil is going to be saying, you know, like the 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 most amazing thing in all of history, you are about to remember and participate in, and so if I can get you to separate yourself from that, not appreciate that, then you won't you won't be as affected
1: by it, or to think about anything else, right? I could be I could be watching, you know, highlights of the soccer game that happened last night or whatever it's right just like instead of this right you know okay
0: you know another thing too that lets that that helps me to in, like completely live and focus on the moment is to understand that this is also why i think it's absurd when clergy and priests especially and bishops like change the words they you know right. they 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 change the ritual they they read right. don't read it because it's like This liturgy is outside of space and time. The true liturgy is happening in heaven. Jesus Christ is offering himself in eternity to God the Father, and we are remembering that So like in the Byzantine divine liturgy, let us to mystically represent the cherubim and seeing the thrice holy hymn, life-giving trinity, now set aside all earthly cares. Let us who mystically represent the cherubim. In other words, the cherubim and the seraphim, the angels, are the ones who are doing true and proper liturgy. Jesus Christ for all eternity is offering himself to the Father. Anaphora, that's the Greek word we use for offering. That's what the liturgy is in the mass is. Jesus Christ as as the God man being offered to God the Father as a sacrifice, and that is happening that is happening outside of space and time. We remember it in space and time in the liturgy and the mass, but but in that moment, there, there's in a sense, when I start the divine liturgy, I leave space and time, and then then I but I participate in the heavenly liturgy. So in, in my mind, and this might be just romanticizing it a bit or being too pious about it, but if I'm skipping ahead or jumping around or saying the wrong things, I'm kind of out of step with the heavenly liturgy. Like I've either gotten ahead of the heavenly liturgy, I know this sounds ridiculous, or I'm behind the heavenly liturgy less yeah. often, but, but in a sense, I, if, if, my, if my lungs and my heart are competing with each other, my dad has sleep apnea, and, and one of the, the type of sleep apnea he has is that his brain and his heart Disagree on on when the heart should be beating, mm-hmm. so the anxiety. I'm sorry. I think it's his brain as his lungs. His brain is his lungs disagree, and that tension between the brain and the lungs causes his heart anxiety, and then he has congestive heart failure. All of this is caused by wow. Agent Orange. But it was like there, there's different kinds of sleep apnea. His is not the physical kind. His is the like the the brain lung kind, uh-huh. and it causes the heart tension. And the heart then has trouble. You know, so there, there's this there's this disconnect. If if we are if we are praying the liturgy differently from what the Holy Spirit has guided the fathers of the church and those in who have an authority to change the liturgy in the mass, if we're doing it differently that than is guided to us by the church, we're in a sense breathing, our heart is beating, we're walking out of step with the heavenly liturgy, one way of looking at it. And this is going to cause us tension. It's going to cause one of the 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 tensions be boredom. I'm walking, and I said, "This makes no sense." Another one of the tensions is just going to be anxiety, not wanting to be in this moment, wanting to do something else. So, again, it might be romanticizing the idea, but there's, a sense, in the moment when I get bored, my mind wanders to whatever it is. You know, if I if I'm planning the rest of the day in my mind. I think more of it's a, I think that stuff, I think dinner or fraternal group or lunch with my sister, all those things are more important and more impactful in my life than this is, which is just wrong. It's false. But 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 it's those things are more engaging on a surface level. I need to be more intentional. Say, no, no, no. I need to be reminded that this is the most engaging thing that's going to happen today. And and in that moment if I can say right now what I'm doing right now, the words I'm saying right now, the words I'm hearing right now again other than the homily is is in lockstep with the heavenly liturgy, yeah, yeah. what is happening in the kingdom of God, what is happening in heaven, what is happening in eternity. And if I, I, I just pretty much just need to be reminded of that. I don't even need to force it. I just need to stop what we talked about in the last podcast, right? Just stop, process, think about it, yeah. remember where you are, remember what's going on, and then live in that moment intentionally saying, I am experiencing the benefit of of the liturgy the heavenly liturgy right now yeah. and i need to be grateful and intentional about gotta
1: it. You got to remember how he loved us. Yeah. That's Yeah. And we got to celebrate for he's with us.
0: And experience exactly. In that moment God is God is saying to us, i loved you. I gave my my whole self to you, even my very life. And the way that you experience that is what you're doing right now is the greatest way to experience that.
1: Yeah, we remember, we celebrate, and we believe that we'll see him. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm totally setting you up.
0: Well, I'm
1: not perceiving it. We remember how you loved us to your death and still we celebrate for you are with us here. You gotta remember I don't know these things. And we believe that we will see you when you come in your glory Lord we remember we celebrate we believe
0: We, We truly go from the sacred to the profane on this podcast. (laughs)
1: Still a million weary souls are longing just to touch you and believe. Gather all your people. Hold them to your own. I I love, love, love using songs as kind of (laughs) theological, (laughs) theological points. (laughs) I just couldn't, I could, I could seriously could have gone like even, even more. And I was just like, he's buying this hook, line and sinker. But I agree. Like the reason why I, I did you I, I, did you lead me into that? No, I've realized oh, okay. I've realized uh, of late do. that I think in terms of songs. Right, and then you know when people start saying something, I was like, wow, that resonates. And then you okay. know, that's the song <laughs> I thought. Of. Yeah, but no, I I'll take it. I think it's true. Like we have to. It's hard for us who are living in space and time to think that right now the event that we're participating in is outside of space and time, especially when it's like, it's 11 o'clock on a Sunday and the Broncos are playing. Yeah, Like, that's what, I mean, sometimes the people who are there at 1130, I told them this last week, I'm like, you are specifically here because you don't care about the Broncos. And I think that for a lot of people, they do that because they're, they don't want to go to a different mass where it's like, we, Father, we got to get out of here. Yeah, like we, you got to speed it up because right. we're we got to be done. Right, and I think they come because they just actually want to pray. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. I, boredom. I had, I had something deep. I just lost it. Boredom's, Gone. Boredom. Boredom. Some sense too. I think can be kind of um, natural in a sense. Like we can't help but but feel kind of. Uh. I don't know, down. Like it's like, um, right. like say somebody just gives a really bad homily. It's just like what what is going on? You know, like this is I don't get it. I don't know where you're going with this. Right. You know? And that's part of the reason why they used to make the sign of the cross at the beginning and the end of the homily is because they were saying, This isn't really part yeah. of the liturgy. Right. Now since Vatican II, there's been a, a much more concerted effort that no the 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 explanation of the scriptures should be is is a necessary part of the liturgy. Okay, fine. But sometimes like if the homily's not actually related right. to the scriptures, I think it tends to go flat really quick. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I, I
0: do think though, and maybe I'm over spiritualizing this, but I've told people before what they'll say, like, Father, you know, we lived too far away and it was snowing. We had to go to a different church and, you know, on for Sunday. And it was just, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. And the homily was just drivel. And I, I, I left angry. Like the homily made me angry. And I'm wow. like, so why do I even go if I just leave angrier than when I went?
1: Tell them, don't never come back to St. Joan of Arc. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i just thought you know there's okay i believe again i hope this isn't over spiritualizing it but i believe that even if the priest just sings the hokey pokey for 10 minutes and that's the homily there 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 is still since the spirit is working not even in him but in you and here you are intentionally the, the Spirit's going to speak to you, whether it's through one of the words of the Hokey Pokey or it's just going to be speak to you independently of that and it's going to spark your interest or your heart or you're going to think of something. like the God is going to feed you every single Mass and liturgy. He's going to feed you. He would not neglect you. But you have to be intentional and expectant and perceiving and fight the the temptation just to get angry or bored. Yeah,
1: and I think sometimes people can be uh kind of protestant in their in their reception of holy Mass or divine liturgy because they 're like the high point is the homily wrong yeah, yeah like there are there are ample there that's a that 's a fruitful place you know to find you know like some kind of spiritual nourishment it 's not the only place and right. in some ways i don 't know if it 's the primary place uh yeah. the words of scripture the anaphora itself, the Eucharistic prayer, the prayer that's going on in your own heart in and around communion or during the praying of the Eucharistic prayer, I mean, those are events that it's like that you should actually be paying attention to as much as the homily itself.
0: Right. Yeah, and then the homily, I think it can be tempting because the homily is sometimes the only thing that you have not heard before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so so
0: you can say like, well you know at least the homily is going to is going to entertain me a little bit it's going to be different it'll keep my mind active whereas everything else is just the same thing over and over again and if you if you're thinking that then you're thinking that those words of the ritual they're just dead words which is which is false it's a lie you know the, again the the words of the liturgy are are anamnesis they're epiclesis they they are a remembrance of what god has done and are the calling down of the holy spirit to make Them fruitful towards theosis, union with God.
1: So effectively, stay awake, be ready. You do not know the hour that the Lord is coming.
0: At least you're quoting scripture now, not 70s.
1: Stay awake. Be ready. You do not know the hour that the Lord is coming. Stay awake. Be ready. The Lord is coming soon. Okay,
0: it's, I guess it is a song too. It is a song okay. too. Yep.
1: Uh, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'll, priests rarely get bored at Mass because it's kind of our go time, you know? Mm-hmm. But it does happen to us, especially when you're in your second or, you know, third in a day. Yeah. Um, I get bored sometimes with my own homily. Yeah. I'm like, this homily, I can't wait for this homily to be over. I did that today. You know?
0: Um yeah I don't I don't get bored I don't uh, very often but my mind wanders.
1: Here's a question. Here's a question. Can I can I just put a poll question out there for Facebook or something? Let's do it. Can a priest from time to time just say I really don't have anything for homily. Have a nice weekend. Or I don't have anything today. God bless you. Like and for daily mass okay i'll I'll put a poll on Facebook because'm I'm like I'm like sometimes either I got to give like a homily that's just not well thought out, and I, I just haven't i I haven't had time, right I haven't had time, I haven't taken the time, I'm kind of annoyed about it, you know, but I'm like, look, I'm gonna come back stronger next week. I promise you, right? Have a good weekend, you know listen i listen to you the Eucharistic prayer. I don't know.
0: Well, I want to put another. I want to put another poll question out there. Would you? Would you? People mind if you? If a priest just said, "Okay, I just we just proclaimed the gospel." Now I'm going to read the first line. <laughs> I'm. 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 Hope anyway. I'm shooting myself on the foot here, but I'm going to read the first line of the gospel, and then I'm just going to say whatever I'm thinking. That's probably horrible. Ugh, I know. But I like. I I do like do doing. No, 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 no. Oh. I I I like doing stuff like that in prayer. Oh.
1: I, I like ham you. bone. What? Chicken, a la King. <laughs> Home Depot. Like is that is that kind of first? <laughs> I'm gonna read the first line and then say the first no, thing that comes to mind. No, something mine. Jesus-y. I mean something Jesus would have liked. <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> See your mind wanders too.
0: I'm just thinking like like something something. Right, right. I know it, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I, I hope most people would say no, but I. There are some priests. There were some priests. Think of Goronsky, Think of Shapu. Right, and think that that I would have loved to have them do that. It's just like yeah, I want. I want
1: commentary. Sure,
0: I want to see how your brain works in the moment. I want to just pull out a scripture verse, and I want to say, "Give me a word about John seventeen 5. and they read it, and they just. The spirit, see how the Spirit's moving in their mind. Now, again, not for a homily. I understand that's probably horrible. But there there is a sense of yeah. really sp- spiritual, holy men and women that I would just like to hear them sure. speak to whatever comes to their mind. All right. All right. You're about to fall asleep. I am. I'm kind of bored. All right. Get it? <laughs> Aww. Come on. It was a joke. Right,
1: do you have any more shout-outs? We just did this. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, let me... Search my messages Okay
0: I want to give a shout out to Speaking of liturgically Pope Francis Metropolitan William Bishop John Those are the three hierarchs you commemorate in the liturgy
1: Um I think we're a little behind on our Sikh Promotions oh, Yes Shoot I don't have her name I've got a huge shout out coming. Okay. For, um, for somebody. Okay. Um, but wait for be it. For later. I think you've also forgotten
0: about the whole States thing you were. I through.
1: know, that's what I was saying. Oh. So we're kind of okay. off.
0: Yeah, we are. Um, oh, State? I think it's says Seek. We also need yeah. to keep on telling people we're going to Seek.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I was doing the States thing okay. in preparation for uh, Seek. Ah. Okay. I didn't get that. Now I get it. Okay. Um, we are going to SEEK
0: 2019. Yep. And we need to say that by contract.
1: <laughs> there is a dude. There's a dude. Did you get in contact with a guy from, like, Memphis or Nashville? About SEEK? No, about he's coming to Denver for a wedding, and no. uh, he wants to have a drink with you. I'd love to do that, but I don't Lewis think I was. Something? Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, I think he's from Memphis. Okay. Anyways, so let's start with Tennessee. Okay, Tennessee. There we go. um Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Talk, Tennessee. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I've been there. Okay. <laughs> I, I like happened. certain aspects of your production, <laughs> a.k.a. Lynchburg. <laughs> um, the, um, you also produced uh, Peyton Manning, so that nice. was awesome. Nice, um, So I like the state motto. What?
0: Volunteer state, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. Okay, I don't know if it's the motto but or the license plate. Yeah, I think it says on the license plate. Is it motto? No, I don't know. I just,
1: I it's something to do with Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Because the falls, right? I mean, yeah, they're the falls. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's do Tennessee and Western West Virginia. Uh, have we done them? You're not gonna sing when you say West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> Mama. I don't actually like that song. Okay. Um, but yeah, they do. They probably like it. West Virginia is beautiful.
0: Mountains I've, green.
1: Yeah, I've oh. wanted to see it for a long time. That's amazing. Uh, I've heard great things about it. Bob Huggins, you know? I don't know who that is. He's the head coach of the basketball team. Oh, okay. Movement. okay. Um, yeah, we're hoping that you guys show up. Again, like, yeah. as I said, as I said... We don't know the listeners out there. Right. We know that you're, we know that you're out there, but we don't know where you are. Yeah, and uh, so if you're listening in Tennessee or West Virginia, say hello. If you're a college student from either West Virginia or Tennessee, um, come and find us at the Seek Conference. Yes, Seek is 2019 in Indianapolis. I think the second through the sixth, we're going to be podcasting live. The hope is that that so many people show up to our. Uh, recording session that focus actually gets embarrassed that they didn't put us in a bigger room because <laughs> I told them we need to be in a bigger room and they're like, everybody's gonna be in the same room. I'm like, all right. so we need
0: to prove them wrong.
1: We need to prove them wrong. So show us, all of you, show from, us you love us From uh, Asheville, uh, I don't know Asheville it's um, all of you from Memphis, Chattanooga, uh,
0: Weirton. Wheeling, West Virginia. Oh, Wheeling. Those okay. are the cities I know because they're near
1: Steubenville. Sure. Uh, if you're from the community college there and you want to come to Seek, you got to come say hello. Yeah. By the way, I had somebody chew me out at the uh, Isaacov concert because I threw Dubuque, Iowa <laughs> under the bus, okay? Um, all you people from Dubuque are just so darn proud of that <laughs> amazing city. Of that, I'm going to do a, I told them, he actually said I need to do a podcast on Dubuque. Yeah. So uh, at some point I will. I just love the fact that if I'm in public with you, people will just walk <laughs> up. <and laughs> yeah. They'll walk up like, I love the podcast. I'm like, it's just your bullet. Right. And, and yeah. then they hear your voice and they're like, oh, it is fun. Oh, Michael. you're on there too. Yeah. So yeah, Tennessee and West Virginia all have to review the states that I've done. Uh, you guys got your shout out. Thanks for listening. We're on Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Check us out on Stitcher, Joanne Instagram. Fabrics, <laughs> Instagram, etc alright you All right, y'all. Love you. Thanks Be again good. to Brian Larkin, Father Brian Larkin, for his continued support, companionship, friendship, and love. <laughs>